Welcome to the Wisdom of the Womb podcast, your home for mind, body, and soul wellness for women. My name is Stephanie Adler. I'm a certified nutrition consultant, birth doula, and women's hormone and fertility expert. I've supported hundreds of women in having healthy cycles, healthy babies, and building a balanced foundation in their bodies and minds to set them up for a limitless life. Now it's your turn. I believe a woman reaches her full potential when she trusts the innate wisdom of her body and that those women change the world. So if you're wanting to achieve hormone harmony, have boundless energy, optimize your fertility, live a holistically healthy life, and learn how to love and trust your body to become the well woman you know you are meant to be, you're in the right place. Join me for weekly wisdom on topics such as holistic hormone and gut health, fertility, mindfulness, birth, pregnancy, and beyond, and leave with actionable steps towards well womanhood. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm so excited for the magic we're going to create together. Let's dive in. Hi, womb wisdom loves. Today's topic is one that I've been wanting to share more about in a public way for some time now. This conversation is a conversation I'm often having with clients inside the Well Woman Collective and with friends, but it's really time that we bring it to the podcast. So I'm really excited that you're here to join me for it today. Before we jump in, I do have a favor to ask of you. Would you be so kind to, if you enjoy this podcast, to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and maybe a five-star rating? This goes such a long way of serving our mission to help more women become the most well version of themselves. This podcast is truly a pure labor of love and the best gift that you can give back if you enjoy it is to give us a review and help the pod grow. So thank you so much. It would mean the world to me if you could go leave us a review. Now let's get to talking about alcohol. Oof. For a lot of people, this can be a touchy subject, or for some people, they aren't even aware that it might be a touchy subject for them because they haven't given enough thought to it. And for some people, it's truly a non-issue, right? But whoever you are and whatever category you fall into, my intention, my hope is that this podcast gives you some clarity and gets you curious about your own relationship with alcohol, how it may or may not be serving you and what some next steps are for creating a conscious relationship with alcohol. So how do you know if your relationship with alcohol is healthy or if your relationship with alcohol is serving you, right? One person's healthy relationship with alcohol might look very different than another's. So this term of, does it serve you, I think can be really valuable. And while this is likely going to be really unique to each person, as I just said, right, there's differences between what is a healthy relationship, but even what a uh, serving relationship with alcohol is going to look like is going to be unique to each person. There are a few key points that I do look for to see if someone I'm working with has a non-serving or an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And so I'm going to be sharing these key points to help you identify in which ways alcohol might be serving you or not. The first One is, are they using alcohol as a stress management tool? 
This is so ubiquitous in Western society today that most people don't even realize that they do this or that it likely means that they are engaging in a non-serving way with alcohol. What does this look like? This looks like having a glass of wine or two to decompress after work, texting your sister that you already need a drink while packing for a vacation with your toddler. Pouring yourself a glass of whiskey after having a fight with your partner or using alcohol to help you sleep, going out for drinks or binge drinking, or even just a few drinks to forget about a guy, a breakup, etc. You see the pattern. It's the, I'm ready for a cocktail after a stressful event or a day reaction. I'm curious if that sounds familiar to you. And if it does, can you approach seeing that with nothing but love for yourself and still see it with clear eyes and an open heart and be open to seeing that there may be room to grow in your relationship with alcohol and likely the way that you deal with stress? We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but using alcohol to deal with stress is one of the most common ways that I see people engaging in an unserving relationship with alcohol. The second way that I see people having an unhealthy relationship with alcohol is when it's used as a social lubricant that they rely on or feel anxious without. Again, something that is so common in our society. What does this mean? It's drinking on a date to get loose or feel more comfortable. It's having or needing a drink, even just one in your hand, to not feel awkward at a networking event. Uh, Feeling pressure to drink at a dinner with friends. Feeling like alcohol is necessary to facilitate bonding in social settings. And feeling like every social setting needs to involve alcohol for it to be pleasurable, fun, or it just being the norm in any social setting. If you were to go to a party, where you didn't know anyone, would you feel like you need a drink to facilitate connection with others? Would you you want a drink to help you feel more social and more confident? If any of that is resonating with you, you may ask yourself some questions about how you interact with alcohol in social settings because you might be reliant on it as a social lubricant. Now, the third clue I look for is people drinking without them even making a choice. This is usually because it's a subconscious activity for them. There is no consideration around if I desire this, it's just what you do. This looks like the unconscious pour of, you know, of a glass of wine with dinner, the unconscious order of a Bloody Mary at brunch. And the issue with this is that it's typically acting as a numbing agent or a stress management tool, or a social lubricant without even the awareness that it's being used that way. And so if you catch yourself drinking without making a conscious choice, like it's even something that you're thinking about and it's just something that you do, it is, and it's just happening, then this is likely occurring for you. There are of course other signs that someone has an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. A lot of these signs would be considered signs of alcoholism, 
Uh, for example, 13% of American adults have self-identified with signs of alcoholism, like drinking when they don't want to, regretting behavior and drinking more than planned. Other signs of alcoholism include not being able to just have one drink and more serious signs such as experiencing alcohol cravings when not drinking, feeling powerless in terms of controlling your alcohol use, wanting to reduce drinking and not being able to do so, as well as several other signs. That said, what I'm proposing here today is that there is another level between having a problem with alcohol, i.e. being an alcoholic, experiencing alcoholism, and having a healthy relationship with alcohol. I think very much in our society, it's kind of seen as like the black or white you're an alcoholic or you engage well with alcohol. And what I'm really proposing is that there is a level of gray in which there's still an unserving relationship with alcohol before we reach a point of being someone being an alcoholic or experiencing alcoholism. And I regularly see clients and people I meet in social settings in that gray area on that line between somewhere between having a healthy serving relationship with alcohol and being an alcoholic right? They aren't alcoholics, but their relationship with alcohol is objectively not serving them and objectively not healthy. And the thing about alcohol is that it's a drug, right? And there's a spectrum of how it's used, but it seems to be the only drug that in most circles, if you abstain from, people seem to question you about it, at least after, you know, high school, college. And I know for a lot of my friends and my clients, that makes them feel uncomfortable. And I deeply believe that anyone who reacts to someone else's choice not to drink in any way other than supportive or neutral is harboring an unhealthy relationship with alcohol in themselves. The like oh so common reactions of why aren't you drinking that isn't coming from a place of curiosity and support, right? That's like, why aren't you drinking? Or you're no fun. Don't make me drink alone. <laughs> you like my drunk girl at a bar voice <laughs> or just, you know, or just have one come on are typically a projection of someone not feeling at peace with their own relationship with alcohol. So if you notice that you are the friend that's doing this, you also likely have some unresolved work there. Or if you find that you're in social settings where this is happening to you If you try and take a break or time off of drinking, the social settings that you're in are likely not facilitating a conscious, healthy relationship with alcohol. So we've talked about the three main ways in which I can identify if someone is maybe not having a really serving relationship with alcohol. Are they using it as a stress management tool? Is it being used as a social lubricant? And is it something that they are doing unconsciously? right? There's also the potential of if you're the friend who's (laughs) pressuring other people to drink. Um, But typically we look at those three signs among some of the other more extreme signs of alcoholism. But those, you know, if we're just looking at how is this person's relationship with alcohol, if they're not an alcoholic, those are three of the things that I typically am looking for. But now let's talk about, so what does a healthy relationship with alcohol look like? right? And that's a great question. And one that I wish I could give you a direct answer for, but I can't, what I can tell you is about what my relationship with alcohol looks like. And 
what this relationship feels like for me. I can tell you what some of my clients have decided a healthy relationship with alcohol looks and feels like for them, but I can't tell you what it should look like for you specifically, though. I hope what I'm going to share will provide inspiration for you to craft a relationship with alcohol that feels serving and that breaks out of the matrix of numbing and disconnection that so much of our society is plugged into when it comes to alcohol. For some people, that is going to be complete sobriety. And for many others, it's not. So much of that depends on your personality and what's going on in your life, in your health. We haven't even touched on the physical implications of alcohol on physical health, uh, because that would be a whole other episode. But to name a few, Alcohol negatively impacts gut health. It causes leaky gut, which can lead to a host of chronic health conditions and autoimmune conditions. Each alcoholic drink can raise your estrogen levels five to 15%, which can lead to hormone imbalances, acne, estrogen dominant cancers. Alcohol can clog up your liver function and lead to skin conditions, cause depression, anxiety, contribute to obesity, and so many other health issues. And all of this is to say that someone who is, for example, trying to heal their PMDD and really needs to get their hormones and blood sugar under control may have a different approach to what a healthy relationship with alcohol looks like based on the condition that their body is in at any given moment compared to someone who, you know, has already gone on a really strong healing journey or is in a body that is much more balanced, right? We can kind of see how these things can ebb and flow throughout a life. And does this relationship with alcohol serve me? If I'm trying to recover from a, you know, autoimmune condition that, and go into remission, my relationship with alcohol might be more serving if I lean more towards the sobriety side versus someone who doesn't have said condition, right? Speaking for myself with alcohol pre-pregnancy, And honestly, even during pregnancy, but pre-pregnancy, my relationship with alcohol feels so loving and so good. I could go two, three, six months without a single drink. No problem. Not think about it. I never feel like I want or need alcohol in a social setting to feel comfortable. I never feel like I need or want alcohol to deal with stress. And anytime I'm offered alcohol, I'm able to tune in with how my body and mind feel and connect with, if it serves me on all levels and make a decision, which is often no, but not always, maybe I'll sip half a glass of wine to enhance a meal or an experience, but it's always a conscious choice for me. This healthy relationship with alcohol looks like the majority of my drinking when I do drink is when I feel like the flavor or experience of the drink will elevate a special occasion, but isn't needed necessarily for me to still enjoy the magic and, or to celebrate a special occasion, like a friend's wedding and to celebrate, you know, her and cheers to her, have a drink with her, right. For like a special occasion like that. And let me just be clear. Like I don't, I don't think that desiring to feel tipsy or any form of an altered state is inherently wrong or bad. I actually really enjoy using substances to alter my state under certain certain circumstances. And I also enjoy using other tools like meditation and breath work, which can really alter a state of being, right? If you haven't tried holotropic breath work, by the way, it is 
better than some mushroom trips I've been on. Honestly, it's amazing. But what I do find problematic is when it is the, when using a substance is the only tool a person has or can reliably count on to support themselves through stress or to allow them to connect with others or themselves. And it's what our society is doing as a whole. And so many people don't have the tools to do this without alcohol, which is what I do see as a problem because it is contributing to a health crisis of of physical and emotional health in the Western world. And when alcohol is used as a tool for numbing instead of deepening, like any drug, we have a problem. So for me, and for what I've found for a lot of my clients is that if we see alcohol as what it is, right, a drug, it alters our state of being. Are we using it consciously? Are we using it to enhance experiences or are we using it to escape from experiences? Right. And that experience might be like looking at ourselves in a different way. And I find when people start examining their relationship with alcohol, which typically looks like cutting back on their drinking, they become so much more aware of how they were using it and end up developing other skills to socialize, connect, manage stress, et cetera, instead of relying on the alcohol, which ends up making them feel so much more fulfilled just as a human being and so much more whole during that process, which then contributes to them healing on so many planes, which makes them feel like they desire or need alcohol even less. So it's this really beautiful circle that keeps giving. And this is why so many people who don't drink love to preach the benefits of not drinking, right? Because we experience almost this like ascension when we start to break out of the matrix and use other tools to manage our stress and to connect and to socialize and to feel all the things that we think we need alcohol to make us feel. As far as, you know, whether to drink or not to drink, I truly am somewhere in between. I think that you can have you being the general you, right? Some people are different, but I think generally speaking, people can have a beautiful relationship with alcohol by drinking with conscious awareness and using it in a way that is an enhancement. And I also think that certainly for some people, the relationship is best served by avoiding it. Daily, I see the way that my clients cutting back on their drinking enhances their lives on so many levels. I see how they rarely miss it, how they have come to a place where they can have a sip or two as a pairing to a meal and savor it and then not think about going back to finish the glass or how they can have a margarita on the first day of vacation to celebrate and ritualize the arrival, but are able to feel amazing and not hungover on the whole vacation because they don't feel called to continue drinking. And just overall, how these women are coming into a new relationship with alcohol that feels so good. And I do wish this for all people. And so if you're wanting to build a better relationship with alcohol, I'd really advise you to look at the ways that you're using it, cut back on the use and examine what about that makes you potentially uncomfortable and then start building up those skills. If you are like, I really love to have a glass of wine, ask yourself why. If it's primarily a stress management tool for you, start developing other ways to unwind after work, start meditating or journaling, take a bath, call a friend 
If it's a social lubricant and a connection tool for you, try hosting a tea tasting with the other moms instead of a wine night and bring out connection cards or topics of conversation to help people and maybe yourself learn how to engage with each other and connect on a deeper plane without needing the alcohol to bond over. And overall, just really decide how you think alcohol may or may not be serving you, how much you want to engage with it at this time in your life, and then stick to it no matter how uncomfortable it gets. If you're a two drink a night kind of gal, you might consider weaning down slowly or going cold turkey. You know yourself best. And if you find others pressuring you about alcohol, try an I feel best when statement. For example, I feel best when I'm not drinking. I really like to feel clear headed or if someone, and if someone pushes back, really turn the question around. What about my not drinking is curious to you, right? Like why, why does me not wanting to drink have anything to do with your, you know, like, why do you have an opinion about that? Because it's usually an unresolved issue in themselves. Once you leave the matrix with alcohol, it is so wild to see how the rest of society engages with it. and. I'm really looking forward to hearing what resonated with you on this podcast was place you're in with your relationship with alcohol and what's next for you with it. If you've been on a journey to re-examine that and you feel like you've broken out of that matrix and have some of those realizations you want to share with me, please, please do. Uh, as always, anyone is encouraged to send me a message on Instagram, the, my handle it's in the show notes, but Stephanie Adler wellness and yeah. Thanks for joining me for this really important conversation today. Again, if this show is serving you, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts and, or rate us in Spotify slash wherever you listen with so much love. And until next week, I'll see you then.